into the good word of the Lord today, we're going to start cruising through the book of Acts. Amen? We have been discussing how we got here. We started in the garden, and now we're in the book of Acts. And there's a transfer of power that's about to take place. First of all, let me say this. The devil thought that when he crucified Jesus on the cross, he thought that he had won. He thought that he had won the victory and it was over. The only problem is this. It's hard to keep a good man down, especially when it's the Lord God, the Almighty God, the Lord Jesus Christ, who holds in his hand the power of death and hell. And so on the cross, redemption was bought for all of our sins. Atonement was paid, propitiation was paid for all of our sins. The price was paid. The atonement was made. What was required for each and every one of us to be born again was done at the cross. Like I've been going over in my mind the past couple weeks, you don't join the family of God, you are born into the family. It's just like the natural birth. You know, you're born into a particular family. You don't get to choose them. You don't get to name yourself. I rolled into a business Friday afternoon in Clayton, Missouri. I walked in, and the man standing at the desk said, So, how do you do, Mr. Zimmerman, with the first name Tracy? And I looked at him, and I thought, Okay. He said, the reason I say that and ask that is, my father's name is Tracy. And I said, it was the highest privilege that our mothers had, and I hate it. But anyway, he said, my dad does too. I said, all right. You can't pick your family, and you can't pick your name. You're born into the kingdom of God. But we can pick this family that we're in. We can decide if we want to live for God or not live for God. And we all come from different stories and different backgrounds and different problems. And a lot of times we found the family that we're in today because if we hit the bottom somewhere in our lives. And we couldn't do it anymore. We couldn't handle the stress anymore. We couldn't handle the emptiness and the void anymore. So here we are. So what happened on the cross was so transforming it was for the entire race of humanity it was for eternal destinations and so we are part of that kingdom today we're part of the kingdom of god so there's a transfer of power from jesus and the ministry of jesus through the cross through the resurrection and now that transforming power is coming into the book of acts that transforming power is going to be the power that is now placed to the people. Power to the people! Right? By the way, if you travel to Walsall, Wisconsin this winter, do not throw snowballs. Because it's against the law now. I read it on the news. It is insanity. 
but it's all right. So we now have the power in us. There's coming into mankind the same power that God used through the Old Testament to fight back darkness that he used as he walked on the earth through the body of Jesus Christ, that he used to destroy the works of darkness. We saw Jesus and we read about Jesus healing the sick. We read about Jesus raising the dead. We read about Jesus casting demons out of a man with at least 2,000 demons in him. That even the pigs that the demons went into would not put up with what the man put up with. Now that is a testimony against humanity as there as well as say, wouldn't you say? And now in Acts chapter 1 verse 4 is where we're going to start today. All King James today. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, you have heard of me. For John, everybody say John, truly baptized with water, But you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. You're going to get the Holy Ghost. You're going to be baptized with the Holy Ghost. John the Baptist walked on the earth and he he would draw crowds from everywhere. Let me tell you something. The reason Donald Trump got elected is because he promised to do what every other politician never would do. And that was get things done. Just, if you're going to, you know, how many presidents were going to move the embassy from Tel Aviv, the U.S. embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem? They've all promised it for the last 30 years, but not one of them did it. But lo and behold, a businessman from New York says, if you elect me, one of the first things I'm going to do is move the embassy. And what did he do? He moved the embassy. Because you know what? If you, if you do what you say, your word is going to be good. And so that's what happened. That's why Donald Trump got elected. He's doing what he said he would do. And get ready, 2020, because the Empire State Building is going to be red again. It's going to light up red again. Just hang on. And there's going to be tears flowing in Brooklyn, and there's going to be tears flowing in Hollywood, and it's all right. But there's going to be the shouts and the praises of the Most High God in the kingdom of God because this president is pro-life. Hallelujah. He is anti-abortion. He is for the family. He still says Merry Christmas. He's even saying we need to pray and give thanks to the God that put this country on the face of the earth. Amen. Let all the liberals be mad. Let all the actors be mad. Let all they they have lied. They all said they was leaving. And they haven't left yet. Now I listen to that and I kind of snicker when I hear that and I say, well, you know. But then there's millionaires who get on who are on television every night with their show saying, I'll buy your plane ticket. If you don't want to spend your money, I'll buy your plane ticket. But here's what the problem is. Hollywood is filling this nation with filth and with trash. And it's not people who, who rightfully own their guns and who legally carry their guns and obey the laws of the land, but they watch movies like, I, if you watch this movie, I'm not smacking you around, but I'm just throwing it out there because I know it was a good one. 
I know it had seven of them or eight of them, fast and furious. You know, we crush people, we blow people up, people fly through stuff. You know, we have cars that fly across the air from one skyscraper to another in Dubai. When you've got a four-hour bus ride in the Philippines to the airport, what are you going to watch? What's on there? Fast and Furious. Amen. And then we wonder why people go in and shoot stuff up. It's because they see all this violence in Hollywood. And Hollywood sure didn't like it when the president said, you know what? Maybe Hollywood's to blame about all this, all the movies they're putting about all this trash and all this violence and all this gun stuff and all this other mess. I'm just here to tell you that the the Lord is going to give power to the righteous because the righteous are praying. Amen. And even when it doesn't look like the righteous are winning, God is still going to give us victory after victory after victory. All you got to do is keep looking up. And he said, you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. What I was saying was this. John the Baptist drew a crowd. Everywhere he went, his message drew a crowd because the people had never heard anything like it. And when you you see Trump have a rally, he's got twenty five or thirty thousand people in an arena. He's got another thirty five thousand outside, and another twenty million watching it on television. You know why? Because he's saying what the people are wanting to hear. He's making a connection. What does the Holy Ghost do for us? It is the Spirit of Jesus inside of us. It makes that connection. It puts that spark between us and God. It puts us in hand in hand with the Lord Jesus Christ. And we begin to walk through darkness together in this world. The reason you're all here today is because you want to get rid of darkness in your life. The reason we're here today is we want to keep walking with the Lord. The reason we're here today is we want to see our kids saved and our grandkids saved. We want to see people. Peace come to the earth. We want to hear the angels say, This shall be a sign to all people. You shall see the babe wrapped in swallowing clothes lying in a manger, right? Yes, because that baby's going to bring peace and joy to the whole world. We want to live peaceably with all men. I want to have peace in my life. When I lay down at night to go to sleep, I want peace in my mind. Michael Jackson had to take something to put him to sleep and had to to give him something else to wake him up. That sounds like a wonderful life. You guys want to join me and watch some good television shows? I like documentaries. Okay? I like documentaries because I want information. I've watched Hallmark. We know the theme. Marcus, what's the theme? Love, depression, love again. All right, we've seen that. And I tell you, I'm going to tell you, all you Hallmark fans, I'm telling you, Lifetime fans, guess what they're getting ready to do? They're getting ready to increase the LGL. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, L, G, B, Q, T, X, Y, Z, movies. So you're going to get to watch men kissing men and women kissing women. And then as long as you are subscribing to that channel, you're going to be supporting that mess. 
Just telling you that. So get ready, get ready, get ready. Hallelujah. I said all that to say this. Hitler was out on, on meth and cocaine. All of these people who know all of this stuff about life and all of these famous people on television that know everything about life want to give us advice and tell us not to vote for this one and not to vote for that one, guess what? When all they really need is that they would just kneel at the foot of the cross and allow the baptism of the Holy Ghost to get a hold of their lives. Amen. I know I'm looking at people here that some of you came out of alcoholism, some of you came out of drug addiction, some of you came out of all of that mess, and now you're looking all clean and spit shine and looking good, and your life is together. Some of you were on the steps of the courthouse getting ready to go get a divorce, but now you're arm in arm loving on each other. Why? Because there is power in the Holy Ghost to take care of every piece of darkness that the enemy tries to put on our lives. Amen. Give the Lord some praise on that now. Well, that's two verses. Verse 8 says, Jesus said, but you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost comes upon you. You'll be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. When he was spoken these things, they, they, while they looked on him, he beheld him, he was taken up in a cloud, received him out of their sight. As I had lunch the other day with Prophet Tom, I hadn't said anything about anything that I was thinking. I figured, well, let him see what I'm thinking. You know? Two, two prophets one time were met in a restaurant to eat breakfast and the one prophet said, looks like you're doing all right. How am I? The other guy said, well, you're doing all right too. Amen. That's supposed to be a joke. Some of you got it. Some of you didn't. It's all right. Mm. And he said this statement. He said, there is a battle in the Christian realm between the seeker-friendly church and the church with power. And I thought, you know what? Has he been setting in on, on what I've been talking about? Because we've sat together, Brother Dan, Brother John, Brother Ginger, and all of us, we've been sitting together and we've been saying, there's Sister Ginger, you know what I'm saying. You knew what it was. I'm your elder, just take it. You learn to live with it. I know you don't want to. It's all right. Sister Ginger, sorry. Now, look, you just messed up my flow. That's like a rock in the middle of the stream, Amy. Thanks, that water. You know what I'm saying. We have sat around and talked, and I, there is a struggle in the church today. You know what? We could probably have a bigger crowd. We got good singers. We got good singers. We got good musicians. We got good singers. We got good teachers, you know, stuff like that. We can have a coffee shop called Hebrews. That's original. Amen. Have a coffee shop and you just come in here and we, we know I'll preach 20 minutes. We'll sing some, some good feeling songs. Have a little break. Leave the door, check it off your list and go home. But I can't live like that. I was born in the fire. And I cannot stand to sit in the smoke. So I would rather have a small church that has power than a big church that has no power. Paul said in the last days, 
that they would have a form of godliness, but they would deny the power thereof. The problem is this. I've talked to people who have went and been in seeker-friendly churches. And the problem is this, that when they go to the assistant pastor's house, the assistant pastor's sitting there, and they bust out a bottle of wine and say, do you want some wine to drink? And they say, well, you know the Lord drank wine. And that's kind of confusing because, you know, we're trying to preach to help people get off of that mess. I'm trying to keep get you sober. If you're going to drink anywhere, you drink at Joel's place. Uh, some of you didn't get that either. The ex-Lutheran back there got it. Yep. Joel's place. What do you mean, Joel's place? And this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And upon my handmaidens and on my servants in those days will I pour out my spirit, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. I would much rather have a spirit-filled church and have them talking in tongues here. And when somebody comes in and needs delivered, we got some power that we can deliver them. we got an answer that we can say you don't need to go back to that darkness anymore because Jesus infused this church with power we're going to take a journey now through the book of Acts we're going to take a journey and I want you to start seeing what a lot of this thing is going on and you tell me if that church was seeker friendly all right Acts chapter 1, verse 10. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, he went up. Behold, two men stood by in white apparel. They said, You men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, everybody say, This same Jesus. This same Jesus, which was taken up from you into heaven, shall so come again, or come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. Guess what? Jesus is coming back someday. And I'm 35 years or 38 years closer than I was the first night I spoke in tongues. Every day I get closer to the coming of the Lord. Now the devil's going to say, just live like hell. Just do what you want to do. Just live in sin. Just do this and do that and do this and do that. Because where's the where's the promise of his return? He ain't ever coming back. This isn't going to happen. But I'm going to tell you something. How many of you do not carry cash anymore? You're getting ready for the Antichrist. Because it's going to be, listen, 30 years ago when I, when I would read that the, the mark of the beast, every man was going to have a mark and all of this was going to happen and it'd be a cashless society, I say, no way. But now the computers are in place. They are deposit. You don't. You you just you take a picture of a check and deposit it into your account. Now, some of you, I still haul my donkey to the bank. My donkey and my cart full of gold. All right, Kim. Jesus, can you see me and a donkey with a cart full of gold going to the bank? <laughs> okay. They got Bitcoin now, cyber currency now. They're trading stuff that doesn't even exist now. It's just out there somewhere. They've got, they've got businesses and companies that are worth trillions of dollars, billions of dollars. 
and they have no money. It's just on paper. This thing is getting ready. You better get ready. It's getting ready. I still carry cash on me, have a donkey full of, and, a, and a card full of gold, Kim. Yes, I do. But one day they're going to take my cash away because my ca- they'll say the cash don't work anymore. The chicks aren't, checks aren't even good anymore. They say, what's a check? I, my buddy out in the east, he sees me write a check and he laughs at me. My good friend. I said, here, you're my good friend. And you've been laughing about me writing a check. I said, where's your checkbook? He just took it out of his pocket. And what's going to happen when it says decline? What's you going to do with that? It's getting ready. The Lord is getting ready to come. You better get your business straight with God. You better get saved. Unless you like it hot and torment all your life, you better get it in. You better get it in gear. You better get ready. The early church, they returned into Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is in, from Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. And when they were come in, they went into an upper room where there was Peter, James, John, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, Simon, Zelotes, and Judas, the brother of James. These all continue with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brother. Even Miss Mary was in on this thing. She saw that her son ascend up into heaven and she heard him say, go back to Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the father. Amen. The infusion. Now there's going to be an infusion of power. I'm so glad I got an infusion of power on June 16th, 1981. Hallelujah. Ginger got mad, also known as Brother Ginger. She got mad, and on June 18th, 1981, she got her infusion of power. She said, if Tracy can get the Holy Ghost, I want the Holy Ghost. True. See, I didn't have that anger and animosity in my heart. I got it first. He's got to flush that out. And that infusion came. And when that infusion comes, Acts chapter 2, verse 1, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it set upon each of them, and they were all filled. Everybody say, Filled. Filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. This is the only sign that I can find in the Bible that when you get the Holy Ghost, you will speak in tongues. Amen? Now that's for another day and another message, so we ain't going there today. They were Now we're going to employ the power. Everybody say, employ the power. This is a problem in some of our lives. We have not employed the power. We walk around defeated. We walk around all struggling. We walk around believing everything the devil tells us. Are you kidding me? We walk around scared to death of the devil. Still seeing that card full of gold behind that donkey. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Pulling through the drive through.
The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. He is a trickster. He's a con job. I want, I want you to read this week in the Bible in Ezekiel and Isaiah where those two prophets describe the enemy. And I can't remember, I think it might be Isaiah, that we will look on him. It's in Isaiah. We will look on the devil, kings and nobles from the world empires that were deceived by the enemy. We'll look at him one day. They will look at him and they say, you're the one that caused me all these troubles. You're the one that caused me all these problems. You're the one that did this to my family. You're the one that tricked me into believing this lie that you gave me. I'm here to tell you today that the devil has already been defeated. I'm here to tell you that the devil is a liar. I'm here to tell you that you do not have to be afraid of the devil. For greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. Oh, shatalomoko satamahai. I'm here to tell you what the devil stole from you. He is required to return it back to you sevenfold. What the devil has tried to deal with a card and a messed up hand to you, the devil can take that and go back to where he came from because you have the power and the authority to do it. You just have to make up in your mind that God is bigger than the devil. Oh, my. And if you can't believe it on this term, let me tell you something. God is bigger than the boogeyman. He's bigger than, greater than Godzilla or the monsters on TV. Oh, God is greater than the boogeyman. See, Rob, that's some more of the stuff that I used to listen to and watch. Veggie Tales. And my favorite characters on the Veggie Tales. <laughs> we are the pirates who don't do anything. They're my favorite. But God is bigger than any situation in your, or the devil's. God is bigger than any situation the devil can bring you. God is bigger than the devil. My Lord, we've had banks after us. We've had the IRS after us. We've had ATT, MCI, FWC all after us, right? And we're still standing, and we're still here. And the, listen, this is, listen, listen, listen. If you don't remember anything else out of this message, listen to this one. If the devil could have killed you, if the devil could have killed you, you'd already be dead. If the devil could have killed any of us, we would have already been dead. But go back to Job. The Lord said, you can do anything you want to Job, but you cannot kill him. Don't you serve the same God that Job served? 
Don't, yeah, Job had boils. Job had problems. Job went bankrupt. Job lost his wife. Job lost his kids. He lost his family. He lost everything. But in the end, the Bible says that God gave Job double, twice what he had before because Job said, I came into the world naked and I'm going out the same way. Hallelujah. And the Lord liveth and the Lord God taketh, the Lord blesses and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. He even said one time, if the Lord decides to kill me, I'm still going to trust him. Listen, listen, as you get older, you get this, you get a little bit more relevant with death. When you're 16, you're 20 feet tall and invincible. That's why you drive stupid. That's why when old people ride with you, our fingernails are in the dash. We're not trying to smooth out a broken nail. We're just trying to hang on. Hang on, help is on the way. But as you get older, you start to realize death ain't so bad. Because it's just a transition from this life to the next life. Oh, and the next life is what we're gearing up for anyway. That's where we're originally supposed to be anyhow is in the next life. Amen. So you're going to have to start employing the power in your life. You're going to have to start employing this power. The early church decided they were going to employ the power. My prayer as pastor of this church is, oh God, somehow, some way, can we ever be as close to a New Testament church? Acts chapter 3, verse 1, now Peter and John went up into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour, three o'clock in the afternoon. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for an alms, an offering. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him, said, look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none. Oh, such a testimony for preaching. But I do have this debit card. The code is 1995. Take it to the nearest ATM and scoot you out $10. But such as I have. What did Peter have? He had just been endued with power from on high. Was Did Peter have failures? Did Peter make mistakes? Oh, my Lord. Peter was a sailor. Peter had a mouth like a sailor. We have scripture for that. Because at the trial of Jesus, Peter was outside by the burn barrel. You know, the local the local hall was striking, and they had a burn barrel out there. And Peter was by the burn barrel. And it was a little old teenage girl. Probably one of those that just didn't know how to, you know. What did you read the other day? Who, who read that to me? Women speak how many words a day? 7,000? Yeah. She probably had gussed up to 25 to 30,000 at that barrel. She says, you're one of them. 
Peter says, no, I'm not. Oh, she says, I know you are because you, you, are, you have a Galilean accent. You're from up north. And I've seen you with him. Well, I'm not with him. She said it three times. Finally, all the, all the verbal training that he had ever received in the Navy came out of his mouth, the Galilean Navy. The Bible says he cussed her out. He said, I told you. I had an electrical need in, in my one of my properties, and I called an electrician here somewhere in Vandalia, Fayette County, Illinois, and he was in ex-Navy. And I'm telling you, I heard, I heard the, the quota of F-bombs in 30 minutes with him that lasted me the rest of the year. And I texted one of my friends, and I said, I've just been to so-and-so, just got my quota F-bombs for the rest of the year. And he sent back, LOL, you probably got 2020s pretty well full, too. I said, man, yeah, because, I mean, it was just one after the other. Because, holy smokes, Peter made mistakes. Peter had a bad mouth. Peter had a temper. Why are you saying this, Pastor? I'm saying I'm talking to you people with bad mouths. I'm telling you with people with, with bad tempers that if God can transform Peter, he can transform any of us. I want you to leave here today with hope that no matter what mistake you might have made, God has a plan for you. You just got to get the rough edges knocked off. And I tell you what, God will send rough edges and allow rough edges to come your way to sand you down and make you smooth. He will allow all kinds of stuff to come into your life to get all that junk out of your life so that you can be a vessel. And when by the time Peter got to this gate with that lame man, he didn't have anything. He didn't have a sword in his hand. He didn't have an offering in his pocket. But Peter said, such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up stood and walked and entered into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. I'm talking about employing the power in the early church. And I'm talking about employing the power at Family Worship Center. Hey! He did not say we're going to put you on the prayer list. He said we're going to pray right now because this is real. Ain't no games. Touch your neighbor. Say to them, no games. No games, Riker. No games. He ain't playing no games. Because I want you to see what happens here in Acts chapter 5. A certain man named Ananias with his Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession. And they kept back part of the piece, his wife also being privy to it, and bought, brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? Now Ananias and Sapphira had a piece of land. And they decided they were going to sell it and they were going to give to the church. They decided, though, that they would keep back part of the money for themselves. I personally believe that it was not a sin for them to want to keep back some for themselves if they chose to. But they said, we sold this for 75000 When actually they maybe sold it for 100000 just put it in today's terms. 
What they didn't realize was the old custom sailor that had had a conversion was moving in the Holy Ghost. That's what God wants us and where God wants us to be in 2019 and 2020 and 2021 and 22 and the rest of our lives is he wants me and you walking in the Holy Ghost. He wants you and I to have our ear tuned to his voice. He wants you and I to have that 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 knowledge that when he speaks, we can hear what he's saying. Man, Amy, for two weeks I'm going through this deal with those kids and I'm trying to figure out what and how are we going to do this? What are we going to do with this situation? And listen, on Thursday night he spoke to me and my ear heard it. He said, right over there it is in the thicket. You know right where it's at. It's been there all the time. And I said, holy smokes. There it is. God wants you walking sensitive to his spirit. God wants you walking sensitive that when you walk into work one of these days and somebody is sitting there and they've got a migraine headache, you can say, you know what, we're going to get rid of that headache right now. And you just lay a hand on their shoulder and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Amen. And you say that prayer and you say, how do you feel now? And they say, it's gone. It's gone. Or you can be, a, how about this? You can be a barber in Centralia. You don't even know what I'm going to say. But a customer comes in and has one leg shorter than the other, don't they? And they're talking to Bernie the barber about it. Are you bringing combs for everybody? It's Christmas time. Oh, no combs. Bernie didn't order any combs. I guess we're not going to finish the story. Bernie's not going to take care of our comb situation. Marcus loved those combs. You got any more Brother Bernie's combs? He go through the house. Anybody got any Brother Bernie's combs? Brother Bernie, tell that story. God bless you. They let me pray for him, and I would, and they laid me some forth, and they said, Jim has a new Hear that? I just cut. I was just cutting her hair. They were telling me about it. I just asked, what can I pray for you? They said, okay. I prayed for him, and the leg grew out, and we just kept on going. No big deal. How was your day at work, Brother Bernie? Well, I just cut 12 heads of hair and had a leg grow out. God is good. You know what that's called? That's B-A-U. That's business as usual. That's employing the power. It should be like that every day in our lives. We should say, yeah, I did this today, did that today. Oh, some blind eyes got healed today. Oh, hallelujah, some devils came out of so-and-so today. Oh, so-and-so got the Holy Ghost on lunch break at work. Business as usual. Woo! Man. I'm not going to tell you who it is, but the people go to work, and you know we're surrounded by sinners all the time, sinners and idiots, right? You're laughing, but you got some. You got a, you got an idiot board in your desk. You just pull it out and you put a check by him. They're really good for a little while, and you erase their check mark by their name, and then they do something stupid, and they put them. They're back on the idiot board again. 
And we have sinners who work all around us and idiots and all kinds of stupid people. They're always wondering, you know, why, why, doesn't, why doesn't Buddhism get persecuted? Why doesn't Hinduism get persecuted? Why doesn't Islam get persecuted? We're always hearing about Christian churches being burned and Christians being taken down to the, to the Red Sea and beheaded by ISIS terrorists. We're always hearing about Christians getting all the persecution and all this other mess. I met a man years ago. He was the leader of the Ethiopian Pentecostal movement. His name was Teclamarian. Teclamarian's wife, her name was Erkanish. Teclamarian was gone. He was in the countryside in Ethiopia preaching and teaching. And while he was gone, Muslims came in to the church compound where they, the family was at and the church people. They were having some kind of Bible study or something. And they shot all of the church people, including Teclamarian's wife, Sister Erknish. And they got an old truck, Kevin, and they threw all the bodies on the dump truck, an old dump truck. And they're going to haul them away and they're going to build dig a mass grave and bury them all in. This is a true story. When they got to the mass grave and the truck stopped, are you ready for this? Everybody in the back of the truck stood up, got down out of the truck, and walked home. Their clothes still had the bullet holes and the blood stain, but God resurrected every one of those people from the dead. Now that church in Ethiopia runs about 3 million. That's the place where 100,000 got the Holy Ghost that you've seen the video of in one service. What am I saying? It's time to employ the power. When you employ the power, the kingdom of darkness is going to begin to back off. When you employ the power in your home and you employ it in your life and you put it to work in your very being, in your family, there's going to be things happen. Darkness is going to have to back off. you got to look at darkness like this. This is darkness. When you walk into the room, this is darkness backing off. There's a, how great is our God, that song? There's one line in there, two lines that I really like. Something about darkness tries to hide. Where is it? You think about it and tell me. Darkness wants to hide from you. You've got to remember that. You need to start walking like darkness wants to hide from you. Some of you need to go home and print up on your printer. Darkness wants to hide from me and make a bunch of copies and put it, put it, pin it on the ceiling. When you open up your eyes, you see darkness wants to hide from me. Pin, tape it to the lid, underside of the toilet lid. I'm telling you, because where do you go places? Put it to the refrigerator. Put it in your car. Darkness wants to hide from me. 
Tell yourself that until you start believing it. Tell yourself, they're texting about me now. I know somebody's texting about me. Tell me it's all right. Listen, darkness wants to hide from me. Darkness wants to hide from me. I am a threat to the devil. I am a threat to the devil. He wraps himself, the splendor of a king, clothed in majesty. Let all the earth rejoice, all the earth rejoice. He wraps himself in light, and darkness tries to hide. And trembles at his voice. Amen. Trembles at his voice. Let me tell you something. Not only has he wrapped himself in light, but what did Jesus say about us? You are the light of the world. You are a city set on a hill that cannot be hid. When you walk into your job, you're walking in there like a beacon of light. When you walk into your job, you're walking in there like a Holy Ghost King Hosho. When you walk in there, you are the authority in the spirit realm. Now those people that are on your idiot board and in your desk, you know what you need to do? Get to work early before anybody else does. Get you a bottle of oil. And just start anointing the whole office. Do a little Lucy on it, Lucy. Explain to me, Lucy. That person, that co-worker that's giving you all those problems, just take a whole handful and just smear it right under their desk. What are you saying? Because when they come in there and they go to work, when they slide up under that desk, they're coming under the anointing. Anybody catching that? They're coming under the anointing. See, you think I'm just crazy. You think I'm a maniac and you think I'm nuts, but I'm telling you it'll work. Ask old weird Harold. Ask old weird Harold and that homosexual spirit that was coming in that house. They called me six, three years ago. They were laughing before when I said, you know, there's problems with Harold. You know, she shouldn't marry Harold. Why shouldn't she marry Harold? Because I said Harold's a homosexual. Do you know who I'm talking about, Brother Ginger? Okay. They didn't like me. I had to go to birthday parties with them. Family reunions with them. They didn't even want to talk to me. Three years later, I was, I was the greatest thing since sliced bread. They said, would you come in the house and would you pray before he comes? And I said, oh, come in there and pray. Man, we lathered those doors. I think it was Crisco or Wesson. I don't know. Just do it in Jesus' name. If you got to use Quaker State, just do it in Jesus' name, right? So you just smeared those doors. Hallelujah. I put the Bible on the floor. And I said, listen, God, anything that comes through this door has to come under the anointing and the authority of the Holy Ghost. Anything that walks over this threshold has to walk over the Word of God. What are you doing, Pastor? I'm employing. I'm putting it to work. Why are you letting it sit in your locker? Get it out and work it. Why are you letting it lay around? Get it out and use it. Hallelujah. It's not by might nor by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. Oh, weird Harold came. He was supposed to have an hour visit. And he only stayed about 40 minutes. Suddenly wasn't feeling good. The next week, 
he lasted 20 minutes. And suddenly he wasn't feeling good. The next week, the third visit, the third time is a. He called and said, I'm not coming to visit today. And you know what? That was the last time that old Weird Harold came to visit. In fact, he signed over all the rights to the mama and said, I just don't want to have anything to do with it. What are you talking about? I'm talking about employing the power of the Holy Ghost kingdom in your life. You've got to start employing the power. You can't be like Desi and Luke. You know, Desi and Luke were my brother's brother and father and mother-in-law. And Luke had a drinking problem, and that's when Anne abuse was big. And you nurses know what I'm talking about. And what would Desi do? She'd take Anne abuse and break it and put it on Luke's sandwiches. Nathan knows what happened. Poor Luke about ended up in the emergency room half dead. Because Desi, his wife, put an abuse in his sandwich, and Luke was washing it down with a quart. Hallelujah. I probably didn't say hallelujah. but What she should have done is she should have just got a hold of that lunchbox and just put a little bit of oil inside that lunchbox where Luke didn't even know in the name of Jesus. I'm putting this in here, Lord. You just go with Brother Luke today. You go help him because when he gets ready to drink, Lord, he's going to have to reach in there and get his lunch out under the power of the Holy Ghost. He's going to have to reach under the anointing to get that. So, Lord, I'm putting Luke and the lunch under the anointing. Are you seeing what I'm saying? I'm telling you, you go covert in your operations. You don't have to come in there and say, bless God, y'all, all of you, all y'all that ain't going to church, going to die and go to hell in this house. No, 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 no. You just start smearing oil all over the place in Jesus' name. You start saying, Lord, if it worked in the early church, it should work for me now because you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I'm not going to give up, give in, or turn around until, God, I see a victory. I'm telling you, you can get power in your life if you do it. Talking to people about speaking, 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 speaking. Fill the atmosphere. How hard is it for you to talk? God designed. Some of you talk too much. Take what take the over the overflow and just give it to the Lord. Speak to the atmosphere. I'm filling the atmosphere with victory around here. I'm filling the atmosphere around this church. I got an itching in my spirit. Something's going on in the spirit realm around here. It's a good thing. I'm liking what I'm feeling. I'm liking what I'm feeling. Because I'm, I'm telling I'm, I'm getting some some vibes from the Lord. Amen. And guess what? You can have victory in your house. You can have victory over your family. You can have victory in your health. You can have victory in your finances. You can have victory because the devil's a liar. And, and, and Peter is walking in the sensitivity of the Holy Ghost, and they come in there lying to him. Now, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. How many of you ever lied in church? Let me move down this way. I got lots of friends who lie all the time. They say, let's get together for lunch sometime. I know they don't mean it. They're just saying that because they feel bad because they hate my guts, but they saw me on purpose, and there they had to see me. Amen. Hey, let's get together sometime. You're shaking your head no. They ain't never called me for lunch yet. Amen. Let's get together for lunch. Let's do this. How many people, when you, when they, if, if the church had the power of this church here, this one, 
and people come in there lying. They walk in. They walk in with their feet on the ground. But they walked out a different way. Whiles it remained. There's a word for you, Jim. Whiles. I assure you this. Was it not thine own? And after it was sold, was it not in thine own power? What hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart that you've not lied to men but unto God? And Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost. Today they would try to get Peter for hate speech. You just killed a man. The Lord took care of it. Because there was such a move of the Spirit of God amongst these folks. There ain't no lion going to last in, a, in an environment like this. And great fear came on all them that heard these things. And the young men arose and wound him up and carried him out and buried him. Whoa! It didn't even get in the leader union. It didn't even get on Facebook and he was already buried. Oh, Warning, warning, urgent, bulletin, special bulletin. Ananias has died in church. There will be no funeral. They done buried him. He's gone. Gone like a freight train. Gone like a freight train. Gone. The problem is his wife was not checking her social media. And it was a space of three hours after when his wife, not knowing what was done, she came in, said, Peter, Peter said, tell me whether you sold the land for so much. And she said, yay, for so much. Then Peter said, how is it that you have agreed together to tempt the Spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of them which have buried thine husband are at the door and shall carry thee out. She didn't even have time to say, uh, wait a minute. Pause. Time out. Let me explain. No, 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 no. Let me explain. And listen, the same judgment that fell in this chapter of Acts is the same judgment that's coming to the earth in the end time. Because right now, we are doing whatever we want to do. We are living however we want to live, and nothing's happening. But when God turns the knob to judgment from grace, it's over. It's over. You ain't going to bargain. You ain't going to negotiate. You're not going to dicker around. You're not going to do anything. You can't say, I was going to give you $25 more. No, it ain't going to happen. She fell down straightway at his feet, yielded up the ghost, and the young men came in and found her dead and carried her out, buried her by her husband. Now, Tim, you're one of the, you're a young man in this church. You're probably one of the pallbearers here. You're probably part of the burying committee. You and Johnny and Danny and and Nathan. I was gonna put Randall in that, but he's too old. He's too old. Bobby, you're in the burying committee. You guys are all gonna go to Chuck Wagon after church after this, and you're gonna say. Have you ever been to a church service like that before? I mean, we lead church services now, and we say, oh, man, that was awesome. We baptized four. 
12 got the Holy Ghost. Oh, my God, we we cast out devils. No, we're leaving here saying, yeah, two died in church today. And they're both buried. Done took care of them. They're gone. Two. No coroner, nothing. But look what happened in verse 11. And great fear came upon all the church, as many as heard these things, that by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. I'm going to tell you something. When when deeds and miracles start happening like that in the church, it's going to spread fast. And there's going to be some fear fall on some people because their God is not playing games. Oh, God, can we ever get at Family Worship Center to the level that we're not playing games anymore, that we are in this for eternity, that we are in this for the long haul, that we are in this for lifers, that, Lord, I've got to see my family saved. Lord, I've got to be saved myself. Oh. Oh. And the rest, there's no man joined himself to them, but the people magnified them, and the believers were more added to the Lord. Multitudes, they just kept coming to the Lord. You talk about an outreach program, have a couple people die in your church, God just knock them dead. As a pastor, I'm really getting tired of hearing people say, well, I'd come to your church, but it's just too Are you kidding? I'd come to your church, but it lasts too long. Let's all stand. Yes. How'd you like that? It lasts too long. Let's all stand. I'm going to get you out of here. That church in the book of Acts, and I just scratched the surface. You wait till you see the next couple times. You wait till you see. There's things in there that you won't even dream of happening. You won't even dream of happening. There's shadow dancing going on in that church. You ever heard of shadow dancing? There's shadow dancing going on in that church. We're going to hit that next time. you got to have the power in your life. It's time to employ the power, people. It's time to get the power and start using it. I mean, that's, that's what, you know, you're, you're not going to be popular with some people. When I told them that I just felt in my spirit, and I said, that I just feel like the Lord's telling me that Harold is not right. Now, listen, this is one of my favorite aunts. When you have 52 aunts, you get favorites. You don't love them all the same, right? One aunt. My dad said, I got a new brother-in-law every year when you come to family reunion. You can change husbands every year. Amen. You're laughing. I'm th- this, you're welcome to our family reunion. Did that happen, Ginger? Yes. Her name was Eleanor, also known as Cutie. Amen. Aunt Cutie. Yeah. But this was my fav- one of my favorite aunts and her family. And they were in church. And Harold was in, in church. And Harold was coming along. He's a new babe in Christ. He's, I said, Harold, no, it ain't. I'm telling you. And they didn't talk to me. She used to make me cinnamon rolls. She, huh? She didn't talk to me for a lot of years, did she? She used to make me cinnamon rolls. Oh, man. By hand, brother. You didn't, she didn't buy scratch. I'm going to tell you one thing. The cinnamon rolls ended. 
I didn't mind her not talking to me so much, but I tell you, I miss those cinnamon rolls. Because she called me up and she said, Tracy, when you get off work, come on by on your way home because I got, I got two dozen cinnamon rolls for you. It was fresh dough, and then it had, now she either made it with or without nuts, and then she put the caramelized sugar stuff all over it, and then the nuts, and I go home, and I get a gallon of cow milk. That's why this is here today. I'm telling you, you're right. It wasn't pasteurized, baby. It was raw. And the and the, I never got any more phone calls about cinnamon rolls or nothing, but I'm telling you, when it was time to employ the power. We employed it, and God did the rest. You can employ the power in your life, brothers and sisters. This is how we got here. This is how we got here. We're striving to be a New Testament church. We're striving to be a New Testament church, and we got a ways to go. I'm telling you, Family Worship Center, we got a ways to go, but we're scratching for it. We're fighting for it, amen? When that next situation comes up, when somebody needs prayer, don't say, I'll put you on the prayer list. Say, I'm going to pray for you right now, right now on the spot. Years ago, the Lord convicted me because somebody say, oh, I need prayer. Can you pray for me? And I say, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll pray for you. And then I walk away. And the Lord said, well, that was a great prayer you prayed. I'm like, oh, oh my, my, my. I said, from that time on, I'm praying now. We're going to pray right now and believe God. Amen. Lift your hands to the Lord. Lord, in the name of Jesus. Make us a power church, Lord. Make us, Lord, a church that employs the power. We understand, Lord, the works of the cross. We understand, Lord, in our feeble minds, we understand the work that you did at the cross. And you know, we know, Lord, that you have wanted to transfer that to, the, to us. You transferred it to the early church. And we're reading and seeing what they did. But, Lord, we need you to transfer it to us in the name of Jesus we need it transferred in our lives in the name of Jesus. We need it to become real that, Lord, Christianity and serving you is just not on Sunday and Wednesday, but, God, it is every day of the week because we're walking with you. This is family, and we are walking in family bonds right now with you in the name of Jesus. And I pray, Lord, an anointing would come upon each one in this house today and an understanding, a spirit of revelation and understanding. And, God, they would begin to see themselves in the Scripture like you see them. And, Lord, Lord, we would begin to see ourselves and stand up as the army, the anointed army of God, full of the power of the Holy Ghost, carriers of the name of Jesus, that, Lord, we would walk in darkness and we would be that city set on a hill. We would be that light that people would see from miles away. We pray this in the name of Jesus. We ask you, God, to help us to understand it. In Jesus' name. Somebody said, in Jesus' name. Say amen. Amen.